Hello and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. In the next few minutes, let's take time to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. We hope this message will lead you to know Him better and help you develop a love for His Word. This morning, our devotion brings us to Psalm 61. Allow me to read all eight verses to us. Verse 1, Hear my cry, O God, listen to my prayer. From the end of the earth, I call to you when my heart is faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the enemy. Let me dwell in your tent forever. Let me take refuge under the shelter of your wings. For you, O God, have heard my vows. You have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. Prolong the life of the king. May his years endure to all generations. May, the, may he be enthroned forever before God. Appoint steadfast love and faithfulness to watch over him. So I will ever sing praises to your name as I perform my vows day after day. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. You know, when life hits us head on with unseen, unforeseen problems or without warning, we are left with two options. We can either run to God or we can run from God. We can flee from God into the sinking sands of sin and discouragement, or we can run to the solid rock of safety and security, the God who is our rock, our refuge, our strong tower, our dwelling, and our shelter. I got good news for you. What a joy to know that we can turn to God, cry out to Him, and throw all our burdens on Him. And He will receive us, hear us, and respond to our needs. It is hard for us to fathom the greatness and majesty of God and at the same time realize that He can actually personally love us and care for us. See, the psalmist is confident that he can place all his cares on God and He will lift him up. The Lord is his refuge and his strong tower in the battles of life. And He is ours too. As far as the background of Psalm 61 goes, David may have written this wonderful psalm when his son Absalom temporarily drove him away from his throne in Israel. We can find this account actually in 2 Samuel chapter 15 to chapter 18. This psalm is rich in metaphors and references to God's covenants with Israel. David once again demonstrates a godly response to the overwhelming and depressing developments in his life. I'd like to divide Psalm 61 into three sections and also share three insights with you. Reading verses 1 and 2, it says, Hear my cry, O God, listen to my prayer. From the end of the earth, I call to you when my heart is faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. So insight number one, the appropriate response is to cry out to God in times of troubles and difficulty. King David knew where to go when he was in trouble. A close examination of this prayer reveals that he was a man who held nothing back. He was completely open and vulnerable before his God. 
We can feel the strain uh, as he wrote uh, in verses 1 again, Hear my cry, O God, listen to my prayer. From the end of the earth I call to you. David must have been far from home when he wrote this psalm. Fortunately, God is not limited to any geographic location. Even when we are among strange people and surroundings, God never abandons us. His all-surpassing strength is always with us. But David refused to trust in his own feelings and continued to cry out, cry out to God. Then he continued on to pray, Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. See, David expresses reliance on the God who is the rock that is higher than I. He is saying to God, Lord, carry me to a high rock where no one can reach me. Take me to a safe refuge, a towering rock of safety, a place of stability and security. Something strong enough to stand against crushing waves or quaking earth. You see, the term rock is often used to describe God in Scripture. Assuming David wrote this as king, humanly speaking, he had reached the top of the ladder. He still realized that that wasn't enough and needed something higher than himself. You know, how many of us have had similar situation where we have reached the end of our rope, so to speak? You know, when Jesus told the parable of building our house on a rock, he was speaking of God. When we build on God, no matter how overwhelming our lives may feel, we will stand firm, safe, secured, and sheltered. This brings to mind the famous 63-year-old Golden Bridge in San Francisco. This bridge, which is about a mile long, that translates to about 1.6 kilometers, it sits on the San Andreas Fault Line, which is vulnerable to massive earthquakes. You know, the injury marble of this bridge can cause it to sway as much as 20 feet from the center. Imagine! Isn't that amazing? However, the secret of the bridge's resilience is not in its flexibility, but the integrated cable system attached to two great towers and two great land anchor piers. The bridge opened in 1937, but it still stands today because the towers which bear most of the weight are deeply embedded down into the bedrock beneath the Pacific, giving it a solid rock foundation. And when you come to think of it, our lives are even much greater engineering marvel than that bridge because we are God's worksmanship. And Jesus is the solid bedrock foundation on which we will stand for all of eternity. In the next two verses, we find four powerful metaphors depicting various aspects and facets of God's care for us. We see in verse 3, it says, For you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the enemy. Let me dwell in your tent forever. Let me take refuge under the shelter of your wings. And there goes that word, Selah. I don't know if you remember the last I did the devotion, we talked about this word, Selah. That word, Selah, uh, means to pause, to reflect, and to ponder. Is it interesting to note that each picture of God's protective care for us is more personal and tender and kind-hearted? Verse, 
First, I want us to look at verse 3 again where it says, You have been my refuge. Other versions use the term, My place of safety, my secret place, my protector. King James uses the phrase, My shelter. This tells us that God is a place of protection and safety, security and peace to us. Second, still in verse 3, it says, He is our strong tower. See, God is a strong tower to protect us from the enemy. Proverbs 18 verse 10 actually says this, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous man runs into it and is safe. See, David sees himself at home in a citadel, a strong tower which is the Lord, protecting him and keeping him safe from his enemies. Third, which we find in verse 4 says, Let me dwell in your tent forever. Here we see God is our dwelling place. The tent is a place or a picture of domestic dwelling, a home to welcome family, friends, and even strangers. David wants to be near God and with God as one who is welcomed in the Lord's home. And he wants to live there forever. This reminds me of Psalm 23 verse 6, a very familiar passage to us where it says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Fourthly also, in verse 4, it says, Let me take refuge under the shelter of your wings. God is our shelter. Once again, the image of the protective wing of a mother bird is drawn upon here. It appears at least five other times in the book of Psalms. The wing of a mother bird conveys warmth, security, peace, and tranquility. It's a place of rest as opposed to having feelings of anxiety, vulnerability, and fear. Let's go to insight number two. Have faith in God to answer our prayer. Again, verses 5 to 7 says this, For you, O God, have heard my vows. You have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. Again, this is answered prayer. Prolong the life of the king. May his years endure to all generations. May he be enthroned forever before God. Appoint steadfast love and faithfulness to watch over him. Again, verse 5 says, For you, O God, have heard my vows. David probably referred to past vows of grateful allegiance to God, which he continued to honor. God heard these vows and responded to them, giving David rule over God's people, the heritage of those who fear the name of the Lord. Verse 6 says, Prolong the life of the king, may his years endure to all generations. See, David confidently expected God's blessing upon his reign. It was not because he thought so highly of himself. It was because he thought so highly of the God who keeps his promises. Long life is an expression for the prosperity of the reigning king as well as for the preservation of his government and ancestry. The term, may his years endure to all generations, speaks beyond just the lifespan of David, but rather to establish him and his heirs forever and partly because of Jesus Christ, his son and heir, 
should actually and in his own person possess the kingdom forever. Verse 7 continue on to say, may he be enthroned forever before God. Literally, this means he shall sit forever before the face of God. He shall appear in the presence of God for us. This psalm is so messianic that the everlasting kingdom of Jesus Christ alone fulfills this very prayer. Then he said, appoint steadfast love and faithfulness to watch over him. King James Version says, O prepare mercy and truth which may preserve him. David himself needed this mercy and truth. But he is also, he knew that this is his greater son, the promised Messiah, that would also rely upon God's mercy and truth. The coming of Jesus was described in John 1.14 that says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, the glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. In John 1.17, it says, For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. As people shout, long live the King, so we shout out with praises and cheers, our enthroned Emmanuel, and cry, let mercy and truth preserve him. Let's let God's eternal love and faithfulness be the embodiment and the essence of the throne of Jesus. And finally, insight number three. This speaks of the eternal praise of God. In verse 8, it says, So I will ever sing praises to your name as I perform my vows day after day. See, David made a vow to praise God each day. David continually praised God through both the good and difficult times of his life. As we make a conscious decision and find something to praise God for every single day of our lives, I am confident that our hearts will be elevated from the daily destructions, resulting to lasting confidence, trust, and total dependence on God. As we close, David may have started this psalm with a prayer of desperation and tears, but he ended this psalm with praise to God. Most of our fights in life, they are not physical in nature, but rather they are spiritual battles against the forces of evil. We face the devil and his arrays of trials, temptations, deceptions, anxieties, doubts, fears, uncertainties, maybe even hopelessness on a daily basis. Paul proclaimed that we could do all things through Christ Jesus who gave us strength. He also said that God is able to do abundantly beyond all we can ask or think through the power of His Spirit living in all of us. We are strong in Him when we are weak in ourselves. Brothers and sisters, whoever may be listening to this devotion, whatever we face in life, whatever temptations or trials, 
we can turn to God and live in total confidence that we will overcome in His mighty power. God is our strength and truly the rock that is higher than any problem or circumstances we are facing now or we will ever face in the future. What a fitting way to end our devotion. By offering to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. Let's worship Jesus. Almighty God, we rejoice in your greatness and power, your gentleness and your love, your mercy and your justice. Enable us, Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit to honor you in our thoughts, our words, our actions, and to serve you in every aspect of our lives. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. God bless you all. Enjoy the rest of the week. You've been listening to the Victory Devotional Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcast. If you'd like to watch these messages every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.